Hey, it's Empire's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Jose Andres and his World Central Kitchen has done yeoman's work feeding people after various types of emergencies. And the stuff they serve isn't just like prepackaged MREs that you add water to. No, no, no. They're making like food food, lovingly prepared and, you know, good tasting. And he talked to here and now Scott Tong about adapting recipes in order to be able to make and serve them on the scene after a disaster. That's after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, is now streaming on Hulu. There are disasters everywhere in the world. You don't need us to tell you that. Continuous needs for shelter and medicine and food. And that is where World Central Kitchen steps in again and again. For more than a decade, it has flown in teams to cook fresh meals in emergencies. Right now, it's prepping to help in the Middle East, in addition to its current work feeding earthquake survivors in Morocco and in Afghanistan. And you know what happens sometimes when food aid comes? People ask for the recipes, really. You can find the recipes in the new World Central Kitchen cookbook. All sale proceeds go to the organization's work. And I recently caught up with the founder, Chef Jose Andres, a very busy man who was on the run in D.C. And I asked him, at what point in a catastrophe do people actually request his recipes? Well, I think World Central Kitchen, in more ways than once, has written what uh, emergency humanitarian aid should be when we're feeding after earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, wars. Why our food always seems to look so great? Because we partner with the people that are amazing cooks and restaurant owners in the areas we go. And because we always try to cook with local vegetables and fruits and meats and doing local recipes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, your cookbook, I've got it in front of me. It's fascinating, not just because... It goes into your personal story and the founding of World Central Kitchen. But the recipes are grouped by values. There's one section called community for communal dishes. And then there's empathy. And I want to ask you about that. Empathy is food to comfort, food that takes time to cook. Do you have a favorite from that section? Well, I would say that in a cookbook, uh, like I'm a father with three daughters, (laughs) Um, I have no favorites. They are all my favorites. But on empathy, my friend, let me tell you, providing relief to others cannot just be like a job, a business that is nine to five, Monday through Friday. I've seen that in the worst moments of humanity, the best of humanity always shows up. And it's plenty of empathy in every one of the people I've seen through my life when you go to those emergencies, when they go to a community that has lost everything, when there is no water, no electricity, no no cell signal, where people have lost loved ones, and you're right there, use with what, what you have, which is a message through food, through water, that they are not gonna walk alone, that we are not showing up today and forget them tomorrow. No, we are gonna show up today and tomorrow, and the day after, you mentioned Morocco, we were mm-hmm. not only doing in high mountain 
uh, forgotten villages with no access by road, delivering food through helicopter. But in the process, the men and women of Old Central Kitchen were doing medical evacuations and sometimes saving the lives or even bringing pregnant women that were about to go into labor to hospitals that without the helicopters of Old Central Kitchen, this wouldn't happen. Oh. You see big problems sometimes, they have very simple solutions. In our case, I would say yeah. empathy mm. is the secret ingredient. Well, I hear the empathy in your voice. Uh, in the cookbook, these are many kind of braised dishes, dishes that take love and time to cook. I made one of your recipes last night in the hope section. The hope section is stews and soups, and I made my wife and I are going to have this for dinner tonight, the chicken chili verde. It's a kind of a chili, but the star to me is this puree. I want to ask you about it, a puree of tomatillos, chiles, garlic, and cilantro, and then it takes two hours of simmering. It is so filling. Is it the, the time, the simmering, that makes this so, so smooth? Obviously, in the early hours and days of an emergency, probably I guarantee you we don't have the time to do two hours of simmering. Things, while they are far away from being normal, they are already better than right after the emergency happened. And then is when dishes like these, which are local, can be can be in Oaxaca, can be in the heart of Mexico, can be in Guatemala. Obviously, stews for us are very important because they are easy to eat, but also because they come in the form of a stew. You can go sometimes one or two hours away and the heat keeps all the time the food super hot and these allow us to deliver hot food sometimes in faraway remote areas. It's like a tamal. A tamal is not only a great traditional Mexican dish that now you can find in other parts of the Caribbean and Latino America, but also when we don't have plates and forks and knives and napkins, yeah, a tamal yeah. that comes in the husk of the corn or banana leaf allows us to deliver food where people can eat it with their hands, which is not perfect, but in an emergency is ideal. Yeah. And, and as you write in the book, uh, the work that your group does should morph someday into not doctors without borders, but cooks without borders. Just briefly, what do you mean by that? More than 10% of the world population are in the food business. Uh, if you add the farmers, probably we are a family that is around 15% of the world population. That means we yeah. have an army of people. Imagine that if in any emergency we are able just to activate these people. Imagine that we become an army of good. It is my dream that in the next 5, 10, 20 years, through the work that World Central Kitchen has done, we can say one day that we have such a strong network in America and around the world that with the right investment, with the right financing, support by every single government, UN, and big foundations, and individuals, and private sector, one day, using that network, we can claim that hunger is over and poverty is over, and all through the power of food. This is what I mean. Yeah, well, and as you, you've said many times, we're building longer tables, not higher walls. <laughs> Chef Jose Andres is founder of the World Central Kitchen. Their new cookbook is the World Central Kitchen Cookbook, and all proceeds go into the work that World Central Kitchen does. Chef Jose Andres, thanks so much for your time and for the work that you do. Thank you very much for having me. As, as we say in World Central Kitchen, uh, whatever there is a fight so hungry people will eat, 
we will be there. Thanks to the American people and the people that support World Central Kitchen, we are able to be every day more and more in many emergencies around the world. Thank you. That's it for this week on NPR's Book of the Day. Let us know what you think. You can write to us at bookoftheday at npr.org. I'm Andrew Limbong. The podcast is produced by Isabella Gomez-Armiento and Ashley Montgomery and edited by Megan Sullivan. Our founding editor is Petra Mayer. The show elements for this week were produced and edited by Courtney Dornan, Connor Donovan, Wynn Davis, Todd Munt, Emiko Tamagawa, Michael Levitt, Sarah Handel, and Julia Corcoran. Beth Donovan is our managing editor. Thanks for listening. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little breaks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.